All right, so fuck yes, welcome back to the Hype Media Hotel. As always, Brian Dressel with me. As always, is Jonathan Hardesty. What? I haven't done a really fast one in a while. I felt yeah, like no, you lost me. I was perfect. Ryan James. Hi, Brian. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. No one ever asks. No and Chewy Darso. Hi. Hi. I was seeing if you were paying attention. Hi. She's staring at your phone. Hi. She's preparing. She's, She's preparing. preparing at her phone. Preparing for a different podcast. No. Are you looking at a different podcast? I was looking at that. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast that she's was already, called. She's already jumping. The ship. worst idea of all time, and I'm actually stop intrigued. plugging this other show. That's <laughs> not where you are. Yeah. And special guest today is Mackenzie Paykoff. Hi. Hi. Uh, we've been spending a whole bunch of time with Mackenzie today, haven't we? Yeah. Yep. Whole bunch of time. Yep. Running, jumping, bouncing, saving her while she falls off a cliff. Yes. Ooh. That might have been made out of vinyl. <laughs> and, and air. Yeah. Vinyl and air. <laughs> in uh, the most dangerous place in the world, Pasadena, California. Yes, that is definitely the most dangerous place in the world. <laughs> Only for your dreams. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very expensive, and it makes me sad because I want to be. Uh, and parking—it's the worst for parking. Which is fine. Uh, All uh, right, so let's get started for today. We can uh, we can do a really quick plug section. Tell us where everybody is. We can talk about some pit bulls, I'm sure. Uh, so you can find us on Facebook at After the Hype. You can find us on Twitter, ATH underscore podcast, everywhere else, ATH podcast. And our website, check us out, ATHpod.com. Well, what? And I'm still loving it. I still think it looks great. Cool. Uh, we have some other things that John has been cooking up and I keep forgetting to take a look at. But once I do, those might be coming to the website. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's Get uh, on uh, it. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Mackenzie, what about you? Where can people find your stuff? Um, you know, don't follow me. I don't have stuff. <laughs> but you can follow Angel City Pitbulls at, uh, on Facebook at Angel City Pitbulls or on Instagram at Angel City Pits or on Twitter. We're on Snapchat now. You know, Ooh. they're everywhere. It's a lot of cute pictures of Pitbulls. Um, we just got a really cute litter of puppies that are going to be I ready saw to go your home posting around that. Christmas, New Year's-ish. So, you know. All right, well, let's do a uh, quick where have you been doing before we move into the movie today. Uh, Mackenzie, why don't you go first? Where have you been doing? Um, thank you for letting me go first because I'm going to take the insane inflatable 5K <laughs> in Pasadena is what I've been doing today specifically. Um, is a fun run 5K event with inflatable obstacles, uh, like an obstacle course, if you will. Kind uh, of. It's really fun. It's a lot more running yeah. than uh, than the ads make it look like it's, there would be. We discovered that yeah, Mackenzie's... Yeah, a lot of running in between. Yeah. Mackenzie's husband is part dog. Or mountain goat, as she likes so, to say. So yeah. uh, yeah. he Definitely. does not run out of energy and will run circles around you, really excited, going, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. Or I believe he said, have fun running over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> have fun and running, 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 running. climbed a tree on the way to the next obstacle. He did, halfway through. <laughs> yeah. just, oh, suddenly he's in a tree. He is a mountain goat. He's amazing. <laughs> the best thing of the my experience was at one point, while in the middle of this really big inflated obstacle, I come across Mackenzie. He's like, oh, here we are. And then on top of the obstacle, there's Alex going, hey, guys, <laughs> why are you up there? <laughs> like, that's not where, that's yeah. not how to get through this. You're supposed to go through it, not... Yeah, that's Alex. The only he, way through is over. He thinks outside the box, that's and true. then he runs over the box. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chewie, what about you? Where have you been doing? Uh, last night, we went to go see Beyond the Gates. Woo! Uh, finally, uh, the film that I worked on a little over a year ago and was directed and co-written by Jackson Stewart, which we had on for the episode of Green Room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. It was great to finally see it. Um it's just a really fun movie. Like if you're in the mood for a good like campy like nostalgia-ish 80s, it's not from the 80s, but it's harking to the 80s like horror films and there's a lot to enjoy and it's available on uh, VOD and iTunes. And it's actually being released uh, throughout the country on certain dates. Yeah, if you, you go say, to their, look it up. Yeah, if you either go to their website or their like Facebook fan page, you can see if it's coming to a yeah. city. Near it's got you. a very stylish purple glow poster, which you might have seen on some online areas. Yeah, a lot of reviews came out uh, yesterday. Yeah, and all very positive. It's yeah. it's a fun movie. Yeah, go go see it. Everyone should check it out. 
It's only like what I think like ten bucks on VOD or something like that. Something Even if affordable. it's a little bit more, whatever. It, it's totally worth your time. It's and a, support to uh, you know now <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, if you ever listen to this, very you're uncomfortable. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm never going back to those fuckers. Uh, all right, I'll go really quick because uh, nobody's going to want to listen to me talk about this for very long. I've Except been. Wa- I have to. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. I've been watching Fuller House season two. <laughs> I am eight episodes in. I am. Loving every second of it. <laughs> it is the best show on Netflix that came out on the day it came out. Um, Candace Cameron Burr is banking a lot on this show because she just quit The View because I she know. says she's too busy. Yeah, I believe it because she's doing like two seasons in one year because why not? <laughs> I hit Chewie with a microphone. Brian just it's attacked way me. Too excited <laughs> about Fuller House. I'm just so, so excited, excited for Fuller House. House. It's time to paint a picture for our audience. Brian was so excited for this season that he just hit Chewie with a microphone. Yeah, it's I, just like my arms can't contain themselves. I'm just like bursting with joy. But I mean, don't get me wrong. It is one of the worst things Quick ever created. Quick question about Fuller House as yes. I've not seen it. You should. Um, <laughs> what is the explanation for why Michelle has never come back to the family? Does she uh, live in Brazil? It's the same. What's going it's on? The sa- she's just not there. And it's great because they call attention to it every now and then. Like, oh, I wish Michelle was here. And then John Stamos <laughs> looks into the camera and goes, come on down. It'll be fun. Oh my god! That's why I hate that show so much. She so, looks at the camera. Oh yeah, the just dead on the camera. I can they wink at the camera way too much. Watching the show with Brian as he's like laughing and squirming with so much delight. It's so much fun. It's like I'm sitting down to a table. I'm not hungry, and people are trying to serve me my least favorite foods, and I have to eat them. And you're trying real hard not to puke the whole time. See, That's and, how I feel watching this show. See, and I agree with you. And this is my explanation. This is the worst food you've ever eaten. I'm like, well, I got to try it. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Give me another and, spoon. And that's how that, I feel. That's more so, like when you make some, you tell someone, hey, smell this. And then you're like, oh, that smells awful. But you want to smell it again. That's a better analogy. Okay, sure. That's what I'm doing. It's like, wow, except, that's the worst smelling thing ever. Except for me, I feel like it's for not that they're making me seasons, smell something. Yes. They're just shoving <laughs> my face in this shit. Yeah, wow. Two seasons. Okay. Apparently, wow. we did want to. Talk about this. It for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But I'll shut up about it because I know everybody hates it and they're all just judging me like, yeah. well, done with that podcast. No, no, He's clearly an idiot. <laughs> just imagine a stranger coming up to you and saying, smell my finger. And I would smell. <laughs> all right, give me 24 See? more of those. <laughs> uh, John, what about you? What have you been doing? Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Basically. I've never heard of this. What's this? Uh, that it's means John's doing a lot of boys. Yeah, yeah. What? Doing what? that, yes. Yeah. Phrasing. No, it's a game that's been in development for 10 years, apparently. I did not know this. Uh, oh, is that why they just made garbage for the last eight? <laughs> no, this was Final Fantasy 13 Versus. It was yep. supposed to come out six months after Final Fantasy 13, and they went, well, we don't have a game. It's broken. Oh. Yep, and, and then just kicked it down the road. But yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's it's open world, and if you, you, know, if you like The Witcher and games like that, it kind of scratches that itch. And uh, if you like pretty anime boys, it's got a lot of that. That's where, too, he said you're doing boys. Yeah. There's a lot of boys wearing the, tight clothes the, and leather and stuff. The section I just got through, they had a uh, heart-to-heart. Two of the boys are like, you know, I'm just not good enough for the team. I'm not good I'm not good enough to be your friend. He's like, you're perfect to be a friend. And it's like, oh. And then it went to the rest of the game. And I was like, oh, this is fine. Oh. Did they make out? <laughs> no. But did the, like, the camera pull back and his hands just on his crotch? <laughs> See, that's where people did were going to... <laughs> did the soft glow from uh, Lord of the Rings when Bilbo... Not Bilbo... Samwise. Damn it. Samwise sees Frodo. Frodo for the first time in uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Riverdale. <laughs> I so can say it. <laughs> my only caution is that people who are very into that boy on boy action are going to be very teased. Oh. No, like, there's no follow through on that. They don't have to worry about it. It's Rule fine. 34 has their back. Anyway. Yeah, they're shipping uh, it. Anyway. <laughs> Rule 34. But interestingly <laughs> enough, to gain experience, you have to stop and set up camp. And one of the characters is a cook, a chef. And so to, you know, get your stats boosted you eat dinner but they the food looks so real i'm mm. watching it and they he'll put the, the plate in front of the screen and you're just like is that real did someone just film that with a live camera wow it looks so good do you just get really hungry while you're playing yeah is it branded is it like pizza hut or there is, <laughs> no, there is coleman gamp- camping gear yep there's yep, coleman camping that. gear and then you have a uh, cup noodles you can go, go to a cup noodle stand and get what? cup noodles yeah. yeah, the cheapest noodles out there. Incidentally, <laughs> got, like, Boston Market roasted chicken thought, on a plate. <laughs> incidentally, <Perfect. laughs> cup noodles are like fifteen hundred gill or whatever the currency is, and then gasoline is ten gill. What? Figure that one out. So drink the gasoline bizarre. or eat a cup of noodle. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a bizarre. Um, yeah. Uh, can society. you eat? Can you eat chocobo? 
No, Man. I'm not buying this. But you can, you can ride and race them, and you can drift your chocobo. So you can drift, drift race your Wait, chocobo. Oh, you can Tokyo drift your chocobo? What? Yes, you I'm can. back in. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Orion, what about you? All right, I've been doing, or I did something that was way overdue. I took a shower. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh, got I, a haircut. Got a, yeah, I got, got a haircut. haircut. <laughs> I finally saw Fargo, the movie. Wow. I know. Whoa. For the first time. And it was so enjoyable in yeah. 2016 to take a look back at this. I mean, Frances McDormand. Is that how you say her name? McDermott. McDormand. No, McDormand. It's McDormand. Oh. It's not McDermott. It's a different Dylan name. McDermott. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, she, Just piercing blue eyes. I don't know her for much, but she was so amazing in this like... Uh, like fake nice Minnesota way, yeah. and then um, didn't have to question your detective work there. And then uh, William H Macy, who I've always loved, and but like he's become kind of his character on Shameless to me. Yeah, and then um, so is Steve Buscemi from uh, Boardwalk Empire. So to see these characters like back in the '90s when they were kind of at the height of their the beginning of their acting career, I'd say. And I love the the way that Steve Buscemi was still the weird, the funny looking guy. Yeah. Well, can you describe him? Well, he's kind of funny looking. <laughs> funny how? <laughs> Just generally funny looking. <laughs> uh, it was so good. I, You know, if you're a listener and you're in the same boat where you just never got around to it, stop what you're doing and go watch it. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's really the only excuse I'll take for turning off our podcast. Yeah, To go absolutely. watch Fargo. That makes sense. And One Terminator of my too. favorite memories of the beginning of Brian and I's relationship is uh, after watching that movie together and then trying to explain to Brian the importance of the duck stamp. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. You don't? My, no. uh, my favorite scene. And our love of Arby's. There's so many yeah. things in that movie that's so true. Yeah. My favorite scene involves kind of this random scene where a cop is questioning a guy at a bar, outside a bar. And he's like, he was talking about the um, storm air out in the, out, in the, out in the woods there. But mm-hmm. the conversation is just so plain mm-hmm. in Minnesota that it, it's my favorite like, scene of dialogue that doesn't feature the main character at all. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, he went down there by the lake. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was over there making some noise. So I said, hey, you guy. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dialogue was so good. Uh, okay. So let's, uh, let's move on to the movie of today. Uh, as any fan of our show has known, we here at After the Hype are pretty big fans of Leica and Leica's movies. And Leica released a movie this year. So we're going to talk about it. It's uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, which is far and away their least successful movie, which is a little sad. Um, but you got to have a dud every now and then, I guess. Uh, not that I think the movie's a dud, but it didn't do the best. So usually they cross the $100 million mark and make a significant amount of money. This one did not. Uh, it got great reviews. I'm not going to bother reading any of them. It was very, very good across the board. Uh, it cost $60 million, which is a little bit more than they usually spend, 50 or 55 This one they spend a little bit more, and I think it shows. Uh, but then it made a little bit less. It made 69 worldwide. It only made 48 stateside, which is very low. It's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It is, and we'll get into why I think that is. I think there's many reasons, and I'm not sure who specifically to blame, but uh, we'll get into that uh, after we do a breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Mackenzie, are you excited to do yet another Like a Movie breakdown? Um, I'm a little nervous because this one has a whole lot of plot. Yeah, this one's, it's, uh, there's a lot going on there's in this one. There's a lot going on to try to condense the 30 seconds, but I will try. I, I think you can do it. I well, think I can. I, I don't think it's impossible. If you need a, a quick rundown on the character names, they are Kubo, <laughs> Monkey, Monkey, and Beetle. Beetle. Yes, got that. <laughs> okay, got good. That. You, got you're that. getting really close <clears throat> to stealing my quote for this movie. <laughs> good. I know which one not to go with that. <laughs> uh, okay, you ready to go? <clears throat> yes. Go, 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 go. Kubo is a young boy who is on a mission to a quest rather to find uh, three pieces of armor so that he can defeat his grandfather who wants to steal his eye in order to bring him back to the stars with him where he lives because he's a god of some sort. He's on this quest with Beetle and Monkey who we found out find out later are really his parents and they die but in the end he defeats his grandfather who then becomes human and he gets to have a family again and have a new story. Okay. Nice. <laughs> that was the best one I've ever heard. Yeah, that was uh you used every second and it worked. Unrehearsed. Uh, very nice. Okay, so as is the new custom, you get to not insult me. Or you can, but most people don't take me up on it. Do it. You get a free shot. For God's sake. Um Look at him. Come on, Mackenzie, you know him so well. 
Yeah, you do know me better face. than the last few people who've had to do this. Like I don't know. I'd, ex- I'd expect strangers to be unable to work past the awkwardness, but you know, Brian, you know his dark secrets. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I would have something to say, but, but this morning when you said all our friends are assholes, he was the only one who said, "No, I'm actually nice." That's so true. Yeah. I, now I feel like you. I can't insult you. I, I can insult Joey, but I can't insult you. All right. Be a nice asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I love all of us. What a nice asshole. (laughs) That's all I heard. (laughs) Man, that's a nice asshole. (laughs) Anyhow, so about this children's movie. uh, (laughs) Speaking of nice assholes. I mean, what can I say? For watching a movie with a, a monkey walking around, we didn't see any assholes. That's true. That's why yeah, that's it true. didn't do so well in the box office. Yeah, it is it. not accurate. It's no secret life of pets as far as assholes go. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you see their butts? Yeah. Like you an see a whole lot of but Yeah, because yeah. well, they're always like Cat you know, walking stuff. away from you. And you're I, I didn't see the movie, so I, th- I thought they might animate the butts out. No, no they, they animated were, the butts in. They had, that's awesome. They had a lot of anuses. Wow. I actually kind of want to watch it more now. I don't. I already didn't really want to see no, it. No, it's a terrible movie. I always think about that episode of... Bob's Burger is a butts, butts, butts. Oh, anuses, <laughs> anuses. Yep. Oh, so, how about, how about that uh, Kubo movie? Kubo. Yeah, that's a. Uh, so, here's. Okay, the way that the you just anus. said that is my biggest problem that I. Th- it was the main reason why I think this movie failed. Yeah. That Kubo movie? Yeah. That. Well, much like much like it is with all of Like His History, they can't market their own movies. Right. They. I don't know. They just don't spend the money on it. it okay, like. the title alone, I don't think is great. It's not. Kubo no. and the two strings. Those two strings, yes, they're important to the plot, but not really. And it, you don't understand what it's about. This whole movie, I was like, okay, he's got three strings on his instrument. Where are the two strings? Right, is he exactly. going to lose a string? Yeah. The whole time I'm distracted by, what do the two strings mean? And at the end I go, oh, cool. But I did not care about the title at all the title of the movie, this movie. It's something that makes like you go, oh, cool, at the see. end of it. I don't know why. Oh, see, I just didn't care. Like, see, if Star Wars didn't go to space till the end of the movie, it would have been a <laughs> bummer. Yeah. See, when I, with the first time I saw this back in theaters when it came out, uh, the second I, I mean, I just clued into the same voice actor for Monkey and the mom. Uh-huh, that I right. went, oh, okay, so the parents are the two strings. Right. I mean, it, it didn't take me to the end of the movie. It was just like, oh, I get it. It kind of made sense to me. I mean, especially because they turned the one hair strand into a string. I'm like, oh, okay. That, that's but that was the end of the movie. No, it's right away. It's right after the he, first one. Right well, he, when he gets taken away to the snowy land, he grabs he, a strand yeah, of he her hair. Right. her hair. Yeah. And she monkey turns it into turns a into bracelet. A, yeah, and that's but the, that's not a string on the guitar. It depends no, on how clever you are. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I get it. You the, just meant it was string. In yes, general. yeah, yeah. So the thing I think held this movie back is two sided. Okay. Uh, in my opinion. Uh, so no, you, you mean held back like quality or held back like audience? People seeing it. Okay. Audience. Uh, first, you have a movie that is called Kubo, which is not a white name. Uh, it's not an American name. Okay, tell that's Moana. That's true. That Moana's cleaning the fuck up right now. Um, <laughs> it's not Disney, all right? Yep, that's number true. two. So that's Perfect. number two. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's very Asian. It's and so it's like they really specifically Japanese, specifically Japanese. They really rooted it in this culture, so that can put a lot of people off, honestly, because they might even think it's a foreign film or something. Yeah, Yeah, they might think that's and then and then when you go past that, then you go into the other side about like okay, so maybe this will appeal to an Asian audience, but then you cast all white people. Yeah, and then you have the one, oh my, from George Takai, which is cute, but. It's like a token thing. You have a token Asian guy in a movie about Asian people. Well, there are two. That that helps, but there's no. two. <laughs> a lot of the villagers are voiced by Asian people, but they're all yeah. like just background random things that you don't even pay attention to. It was such a weird choice. I mean, it's a white director with a white cast. Very, and it's so like in a way, it's almost Asian fetishism. I can't say that word right now. I, I would disagree. I don't. I, I, mean, don't think it's, I don't think it's fetishism. No, I know it's not an actual fetishism, but it's all like. That weird reverie that white people can have for Asian culture, and it actually makes a lot of Asian people uncomfortable. See, I, I, I would disagree with this one strictly because it wasn't just like, "Hey, man, I like Asian culture," and it's not like it's not like a grab bag of because usually when you do that, it's like a, all right, so you have Korean, Chinese, Taiwan, Japanese, and all kind of gets thrown in this thing. It's like, yeah, it's Japan, and people from Japan are going, "Fuck no, it's not." Like uh, Memoirs of Geisha. Yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and this one they did uh, such a good job making this movie. Japanese 
-hmm. Like everything about it is so strictly Japanese. Mm -hmm. That I can see where you're coming from. I, I totally get it. I'm just trying to think of one no, of the no, things no, that could have held I totally it back. Because there's you. a lot of people that were angry that they cast all white people and for these main roles. I'm not defending that. I'm saying the look of the film and what's in the movie is all very, very Japanese. And I think they nailed that. I, I agree with you. It's marketed. Well, yeah. The only, I, not that I'm defending that as a thing, but the only defense I have for that is that because Leica is not a big studio can't oh it's totally trying to get name recognition yeah like they have to get they have to get name actors and but the thing is reality there are name actors some named asian people financiers but so when when you're in development on a film and you have a financier the financier will literally tell you no for every suggestion they have that doesn't make them money yeah i mean that's domestically and internationally this is the exact reason why scarlett johansson why not john Cho? Because uh, John Cho is great for us internet fandom, but right. like he's Fine. not a U.S. He's not like no, not I know, but I mean it's an example. Would I, likely I agree. say no. Yeah. I, I know all your guys' reasoning, and I know how the Hollywood system works because we work in it. Right. <laughs> but yes. the the matter of fact is, when you show this to people, they're not going to give sh- two shits about all your reasons. They're going to get annoyed. No, well, I know. That's why I'm saying I'm not also, defending it as a thing. I'm just saying I, that's why like it did it, and because and if they were a large studio then sure like they need to change but if you're not a large studio then you don't have the power to see, really I, yeah. and now that's where i disagree because i think the proof's in the pudding and in this situation it didn't make the money yeah that's true so yes, if, the, if, the, if the if it was the, the controversy did or not the pull name anybody or whatever in. it didn't work so yeah. i get what they're doing and mm-hmm. whatnot but it clearly it it didn't work out but well, i mean here's, here's sorry, a weird element to this the marketing uh, you know with anime movies that kind of poured over or miyazaki or like you know ghibli films right, yeah um they all like have American actors, white actors vo- voicing the dubs, and th- this always felt like the advertising always felt like this is a an import movie coming in, even though it is made here, and you know like it doesn't it doesn't feel like how like you know Disney brings in Moana. Well, it's clearly a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're doing justice to the culture. Like, oh no, we're bringing this movie in from Japanese culture. Like, we're bringing it over from Japan. Yeah, that's what I was trying to mean by it looks so authentic. Yeah, yeah. That a lot of people will be like, oh, the anime crap. And then they don't yeah, go. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, there's well, kind of this yeah. subconscious bias against anime in general yeah. that, like, oh, this is so steeped in it. Like, it must be anime. I guess I'll wait till video until someone. Maybe. But I think it's a mixture of that and a mixture with, like, the controversy and that sort of stuff. So it's either people assuming that it was anime, they didn't want to see it, assuming that the actors were wrong and they don't want to see it. There's a lot kind of stacked against it, and although I think it's one of the better movies of the year, it was tough to kind of like knock down that wall of just like they had this negative wall going into it, and it was yeah. really tough to push past. Yeah, it. I don't know what. They and then have done the third factor, which I think is the problem with all like a movies, is what is that movie? Yeah. Even if you watch the trailer for any of their movies, yeah. you go, "What is that movie Wait, about?" What? But that's one of the yeah. reasons I like Leica so much is that they don't have. Uh, catch all trailers. They don't have. Tr- they never make a trailer that a shows you all the plot. Specific thing to a specific group of yeah. people. I think most people. No. A lot of people point, want to the see the plot in the trailers. To market the movie to them, yeah. so they say this is a movie you well, would enjoy because this yeah, is what it's about, and this is the kind of thing you like. Compare it, but if you don't know what it is, then yeah, you don't yeah. Go see. compare it to uh, Moana that came out. Like just how they handled the advertisement of that. Like they made it palatable to anyone. They also, that's Disney, the, though. That's yeah, Disney. That's and the, the advertisement like, for that was very cute and plucky. They did not. They made this the look didn't more match serious. The advertisement, like the movie, didn't match the. It's advertise. not cute and plucky. It, it's got its, it's got its edges, but like it, these movies kind of did their advertisements different ways, and clearly, like this just wasn't tracking. Like no, but uh, it's tough to compare. I get where you're coming from with comparing. I'm only to comparing. Moana. On like, I, yeah, I, get, I get that, but yeah, it, it's tough to compare, especially with Disney, because I mean, Disney can pretty much slap anything on the screen right now and yeah. make a fuckload of money. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like a. Clearly, Disney is Tom they Cruise. They can't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tom Cruise. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise, we love you. We'd love to have you on. But again, oh, it's that subconscious. We tried to run like you during the relay I today. It didn't work. Tried so hard. <laughs> it's that subconscious thing, though. Like, you're thinking, like, when you watch this, you're like, what is this? What? Yeah, what? It, and then it, with, with Moana, you get it. With Disney movies, you get it because they, yeah. they manage to visually get you that idea this is what the movie is going to be you're going to feel yes. this during the movie you don't know what you're going to feel during this movie no I, like if you were to show the trailer to somebody you would never go oh so it's about family like it never right. felt exactly. like that it felt like it was like exactly. this cool like kid against the mm-hmm. elements thing and that's not what the movie is that about. is not what it but is that's about. actually what i was kind of hoping for which i'll get into yeah so let's actually okay so we've talked about the marketing ryan you didn't say much was there anything else that didn't hit you for it no uh so let's actually talk about the movie itself because i think the movie itself is as with every like a movie significantly better than the marketing Yes, uh, mm-hmm. I, I I like pretty much everything about this movie. But let's start yeah. with let's start with the titular character, Kubo. 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 Oh, 
Oh, Kubo. <laughs> um, Kubo. What's wrong with your eye? <laughs> I feel gone. like Kubo is when we talked about um, Hero. What was that movie? Big uh, Hero 6. Big Hero yeah. 6. He's kind of like Hero where everything terrible just keeps happening to him. Like you can't just start with terrible things happening and then like eventually things get better. It's like, no, no, no. Terrible things will just continue happening to you. I, like you will I lose like your father and then you will lose your mother and then you'll lose them both again. <laughs> yep. And then what you didn't see when the credits were rolling is that he was walking 10 feet. He tripped on a rock and banged his head and he has yeah. a coma. <laughs> and in his coma, he was dragged down to hell. Like, it's just going to keep getting worse for this I, guy. I think yeah. Kubo, I like him as a hero more than I like Hero. I'd agree. No, yeah. I, ju- yeah. I just yeah. was comparing the two. No, uh, just because no I understand. Like in most if movies I had to like choose. this, they'll give the child a tragedy that they have to overcome. Yeah. And in in their cases, they have multiple tragedies that they're overcoming. And they, and they just have to keep their head up and keep going. And Kubo I love about like but that's, Kubo yeah. just like keeps going. Cause that's what I love about Kubo versus like Hero, where yeah. Hero is very much like, yeah, everything sucks. And he just gets really well, bitchy. Well, because not... A like a character. True, no. and like the if I had a kid and I could show them this movie, his upbeat attitude throughout the entire thing is fantastic. Like every like every, all of the odds are stacked against him in the worst way possible, and he stays positive and upbeat, and it it, and it doesn't feel false. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel like it's only for the script. He's like kind you of actually, a bully though. He really oh, totally. bullies that one that bird. He bullies the crap out of that bird. That's true. Well, he's getting, an to know his, uh, he's getting to know his <laughs> magical powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like to be able to go through that and then still raise his sword at the very end. Like, yeah. Wow. And you believe it. You buy it. Like, oh, he's going to do it. Yeah. He's yeah. going to fight mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works the whole way through. Like, yeah. I, I think he's a. I, I, that's. We'll we'll get into this later. But ultimately, I do not think this is my favorite like a movie. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. Um, but I think he's one of my favorite characters because mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the other ones, which I mean, he still is to a degree. But most like a characters have this element of reactionary to him, and they don't have a lot of like forward momentum. And I feel like he is reactionary, but also very forward pushing. So like it is a little bit like monkey kind of dragging him along, of like this is what we need to go do. But it always kind of feels like he's willing to do all oh, of it. Oh yeah, and he wants to do the mission. Yeah, he but wants he's to solving solve. the problems. Not but he's still a kid, so he wants to play. Him. Yeah, yeah. To what you're both just saying. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we agree. Uh, yeah, no. It, it's that like he's solving the problems. He's going on the missions. He's willing to do this and is an active participant. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, uh, say, like Paranorman, the whole time is him just going, "Oh fuck, what's going on? What do yeah. I have to fix?" And uh, <laughs> oh no, I got what's going on, huh? Yeah, and I I love Paranorman. Yeah. He's and he is a great character in it. But like this, I like this whole. I like action characters. And he, yeah. I think Kubo and Coraline would like, get along rather well. Oh, uh, they totally bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when they're older. <laughs> Is that not what you meant? <laughs> but he's supposed to be I'd 11 in it. this movie. I don't remember how old Coraline's supposed to be. I think they're both too young to bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be preteen soon. That's about when you start now. God. Uh, uh, <gasps> oh, well, technically, no. he's a lot older than her. Coraline? No, Kubo would be oh, a lot older. I guess older. Kubo is technically like oh well, yeah, five thousand, a couple yeah. centuries yeah. in yeah. between. <laughs> so it's really gross on Coraline, not on him, <laughs> or both. Uh, it's fucked up okay, either let's way. <laughs> either way, no, let's keep talking about this. Either way, how dare we? <laughs> uh, let's talk about these other characters. I I'll start with the one that I like before the one that I don't. Uh, I really like Beetle. Oh, I loved Beetle. I think I Beetle's was hilarious. A lot of fun. I uh, it wasn't until the credits came around that I realized it wasn't voiced by Stephen Colbert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I, he oh, was the only has one the same that I picked out right away. He? Really? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, yeah. I, I was like, that sounds like oh, but it can't be. Nah. And it McConaughey. Was. See, that's yeah. what I was doing the whole thing. That sounds like Stephen Colbert. It can't be. He doesn't have time for this. And oh, it's Matthew McConaughey. Well, that's <laughs> what I was saying. I was like, this sounds like Matthew McConaughey. But why is he voicing a beetle in a Leica movie? Okay, go yeah. back and rewatch it and think Stephen Colbert. You'll see what I'm talking okay. about. It's like yeah. the same inflection. Yeah, <laughs> I do actually think he was the only one that sounded like his the actor. The other guys did a really good job. Mm-hmm. See, I I did not feel that Charlize Theron. See, I have the exact opposite feeling. Oh. That's really funny. I have the I have the opposite. I thought that McConaughey did a better job than Theron. Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you because yeah. I I there's a ghost. Uh, the ghost. <laughs> the ghost of the ghost of disagreeing. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I thought I really thought that Matthew McConaughey did a good job, kind of being that character. Yeah. yeah. And oh, the, for sure. And I loved that character. I loved that he's a complete idiot. I loved the the whole action sequence, like which is probably the most beautiful sequence in the movie when he's underwater and like the big eye monsters are coming to get it 
and you you think that he's going to get the armor, and then you're like, oh fuck, where'd he go? And then he comes up out of the water with the fish. Yeah, <laughs> I got, got it. it. <laughs> I totally related to his character so bad in that yeah. moment. And like I couldn't tell you how many times I've gone into a room to do one thing, and then I get distracted and do the other thing, and then leave and go like, oh, I'm done. Oh wait, I gotta go back. <laughs> when you said room, I was so sure you were about to say river. So many times I've dove into a river. <laughs> It was supplies. Just like with one task in mind. Yeah. And Luckily, it's never been like, else. I have to go save my son. It's never been that yeah. dire, but I've definitely done that a lot. Meanwhile, Brian, you're like, why do we have a river near our apartment? <laughs> LA River's dry, man. I don't know what you're diving into. <laughs> uh, but no, I think he's just a really kind of fun character the whole way through. And like, it, it was... Were you guys surprised that he was the dad? Was that like a left turn for you? No. No, yeah. I, call, I called I both of them right away. One of the away. things I didn't like about yeah. this movie. Oh, we'll, we'll um, get into what I didn't well, like. Well, the... I didn't start to think it he was until they are sitting together having the meal on the boat and yeah. he's like oh, I I've never uh, I knew it was his people. dad and then they start flirting and then it was I got weird cuz I'm like why is she flirting with this beetle yeah. and but, then it was and then like, why, okay, they, why why are they waking up next to each other and like but, all disheveled it's like well, what about the fact that what? you knew right away that <laughs> the when monkey did that was happen? the next day like that oh, was the yeah, dad rolls over on top of her that's why I knew it was beetle yeah but the reason I knew that it was that beetle was his dad is because when he was doing the prey thing to the lantern, his dad wasn't appearing. That too. So it was very clear, like your dad's not dead, kid. Yeah. I said that in that moment. Well, I, I yeah. didn't realize that until later. Yeah. And, yeah when, that, and then I was like, oh, that must be him because you weren't praying wrong. He's, He's just dead. not dead. It actually yeah. the vi- the visuals gave it away. The fact that the little figure uh, with the shadow he's casting on the wall looked exactly like Beetle's yeah. head. Yep. It's another clue. But here's my thing: is that although I was able to pick all this out, it didn't bother me. No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm. I guess predictable plots are like something that but do I don't, bother me a little bit. For me, it didn't feel like it was supposed to be not predictable. Right. It, it felt like this is just the story. Right. Yeah. Because so, yeah. I never felt like it was like a gotcha. It was right. just kind of like, oh, this is just what's happening now. Yeah. I want to well, be got more. Well, <laughs> that, that, that works in, either. Because you don't want at the end of the movie to be like, oh, and by the way, the whole time it was this. If there's like no supporting evidence for it. But what what if your father's the that villain you've been fighting the whole time? Well, it's his grandfather. <laughs> So it's still all in the family. All all of that works into why this is not my favorite Lycan film. Because however much I enjoy the journey, and I think this movie's beautiful and the characters are amusing, it is to me predictable. Mm -hmm. Like I it is a great hero's journey. It is a great traditional story beat. Like with the like three three tasks to get you to your ending, and then you beat the villain, and da da da. I like those. Things. You have a relatively yeah, happy that, that ending. That works for me. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though I'm, it's not, a I don't really sweet ending. Oh I, yeah, I do not consider right. the ending to be very happy. I actually think Kubo becomes kind of a villain. But um, what? I agree. I'll I'll argue it. Uh, but that's one <laughs> that's one thing that I that won't make it my favorite. Uh, Leica because that's one of the things I love about Leica is the majority of their movies when I'm watching them they're really fresh and new and interesting mm-hmm. stories that I've never really seen before. And this one, I feel like I had. I don't think I've, for me, this is the first like a movie that went style over substance. Uh, yes, I think. Yeah, this they, is, they they definitely this is wanted to do the a most beautiful like a movie. They wanted Absolutely. to do a very traditional storyline in a very beautiful setting. I, I would I could make the argument this is, might be one of the mo- most well animated films ever. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. None of the other like a movies have done such. S- Sweeping is the only word I can think of. It's Epic. just sweeping yeah. landscapes, beautiful sunrises and sunsets, and oh, the yeah. water. And There's one problem with that. It. Like Ryan pointed out to me, that a lot of that is CG. Yeah, they did do more CG in this than any oh, of the other ones. Oh, that's kind of annoying. The thing, I, I had that same action, reaction in the beginning, but at the same time, it's kind of like. Well, what do we want? How giant well, yeah. a warehouse do we want them to have yeah, to be like, able to like, do all that? Why don't they just have a real ocean? That they yeah. <laughs> and that's like the the fact that they found a way to do claymation water is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they, like if you look if you watch the behind the scenes you look behind the scenes stuff like the sets that they built to do these sweeping shots they're no fucking joke. Like right. some of the yeah. buildings yeah. are almost as tall as people. Like they're yeah. huge. Well, the skeleton is like bigger than life size. He's oh yeah, gigantic. he's gigantic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the I, I'm totally fine with them going. All right, well we're gonna do 75 percent claymation. If it yeah. was only 75 percent, like that's fine, because like they do big crowd scenes and a lot of the crowd is CG. They're not. Yeah. They weren't yeah. any characters for them. And I kind of when I first watched them, like nah, I don't like this. And then it's like, wait, you know, like I want a movie more than I want right. to be able to say, yeah. well, it's 100 percent claymation. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't need the badge yeah. of honor. That's not yeah. the yeah. That's not the hell I'm willing to die on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, like I say like very much like focusing on the style and everything yeah. they're putting into it. Which I totally can respect and enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, mm-hmm. the the look of the movie is 
it's so good that I'm okay with it. I mean, the director wrote this, right? This was a kind of a passion project for him. I believe so. I, yeah. I don't remember. Um, that it's sounds a- right. Post fact, it's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but like, th- he put a lot of work into this particular vision of his. Yes. Uh, my biggest takeaway from the movie that I wasn't a big fan of, I did not like the character Monkey at all. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was because I, that was the only character that I felt had the the hoodwink nature to it. Of Yeah, because I, I, I was... Even though I watched it twice this week, and I still am a little unclear as to why she wouldn't just tell kubo who she was well, she said because she didn't want to get him too attached to her because she's gonna die again but then she tells it's, him anyways and he gets too attached to her and she dies exactly yeah. but it's like, it's well that was an accident it's a mind. wet fart like, is what that is so but that doesn't make sense because it's like so he thought his mom was dead already or was he was did she that, want him to believe that his mom was off somewhere waiting for him and then he would later find out that she's not like yeah, it was kind of a weird, like, hey, your mom's going to have to die twice thing. So she's trying to avoid him having to go through that loss twice. But we all know he's going to figure it out. And then right. He well, and the, yeah, the character's handled so weird. And just her reveal is kind of abrupt. And, like, even though you know what's going on, like, it just doesn't doesn't make sense. You're, like, when they reveal that she's the mother, she like, why, why now? And, like, yeah. Why, yeah. why this? Why why the monkey? Why are you so mean? Like, like there's just no nothing to... Yeah, that up well, she was but also mean. she wouldn't have to die twice because he like was not even conscious when the first time that she was like cut down by the yeah. sisters right yeah and then he just wakes up and she's a monkey so it's like he would still only lose her once it just i didn't i didn't yeah. like that. Uh, so the monkey character i think is the most poorly handled in the entire movie that's really yeah. why i will go because i can look at all the other liking movies and go i virtually have no problems with these this one i have one glaring one and it's Monkey. Monkey. Okay. Monkey. Gorgeously animated. It's, it's well, Freud says it's always your mother's fault. Um, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> really fast. Um, yes. The Travis Knight, the director of this film, uh, this was his directorial debut. He is actually like a CEO, and the film was written by Shannon, or original story by Shannon Tyndall, and written by Mark Hames and Chris Butler. Oh, okay. okay. So it was quite a few people involved. But I mean, the CEO of Leica, this is his directorial debut. Explains why I got a little bit more money with it. Yeah. A little, <laughs> they got a but, little more like big epic scale. But the thing is, I think he did a great job. Like I think yeah. like there, there's very few things that I can really rip down about the movie because ultimately I think it's fantastic. Mm. Uh, Ryan brought up what I think is probably the best thing in the movie, though. Before we sat down, you even had to you even had to play along a little bit. Oh, the the music. I mean, the, the, the music specifically the instrument yeah. that he plays. I loved it. Yeah. Have and you it, never heard it before? I mean, sure. But, you know, the way that they used it in this movie was my mm-hmm. favorite part. You should really listen to Yoshida Brothers. Okay. Yeah, they're they're great. But the, oh, they're I, I agree. Like, the music in this movie is fantastic. The in, Like, the use of the instrument as, like, an actual story. Like, everything about it was just right. it was fantastic. And that he can use... I, I also liked that it could be his weapon but it's not a weapon it's just his magic that he can like use it for when he's for joy just to play with origami uh, birds and, and the he pay can use it he can use it to solve problems by building a boat and then he yeah. can use it to like fight his enemies if he needs to and i love that it's i want to cut it's the ultimate weapon that yeah. he uses against his grandfather and it is a shamisen or samison uh, it does not have samsonite we are way <laughs> off <laughs> samison yeah also called sangen it's a Japanese musical instrument derived from the Chinese instrument Sangsun. I'm trying real hard to say yeah. these. They do well, not have phonetic on Wikipedia. You didn't read the the there most interesting part uh, from the Wikipedia is that the literal translation translation is three strings. Yeah, yeah. Sami Sen yeah. three yeah. strings. Yeah. So I love that ultimately this armor that he had to pick up, this great and powerful warrior's armor, is bested by the the that. Sangosun. Technically, <laughs> it was bested by his Magic. spirit. Yeah. Which comes out in his magic, which he when he learns discipline and can really control it, which is one thing he was being lectured about. Yes, which he never really couldn't control it, but that's a different. Like, I mean, he lost control for that one moment when the paper turned into mosquitoes and tried to attack their mom. His yeah. mom. he says that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he did lose control when he created what I think is the best character in the movie. The boat? Nope. The little, the little tiny little paper guy. Yeah, yeah. he just kind of comes out. <laughs> He's fantastic. Without him, him, really none of this movie would have happened. That's true. Yeah, They'd have been right. like, "Where's the armor? Important. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Let's just wander around 
<laughs> for a, it would have been a it. very long movie without that little guy. And when they're telling the story of the real guy and he gets all excited, he's like, ah, me. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, so that's me. Yep. The, the, the amount of character they, they made into that one little paper guy is so yeah. fucking awesome. I love watching him like climb a ladder. It's just this tiny little paper guy. He's yep. like, all right, we got to go back up here. We're going <laughs> to climb this ladder. I was a little sad when I was looking for uh, like things to buy for this movie, and there's no action figures. Well, it yeah, didn't surprised. make any money. So never why would they invest I guess, in Yeah, it's figures. true. As but a I, person who buys all the toys for all of the things, this is surprisingly um, like it never has any kind of product placement, which uh, I actually have a really strong feeling is part of their downfall because – uh, if you're a little kid and you're walking through Toys R Us and you see a character that looks interesting on the shelf, you're going to ask your mom and dad what that is, where it's from, and you want to see it. Uh, they perfected that in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, and the, the it's funny because so many people involved in Leica also helped out with like Nightmare Before Christmas, which right. is just Everywhere. still a huge thing because oh, yeah. of its marketing. I still buy stuff from it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that like it never really went for that, right? It's it's actually kind of too bad. I mean, they're a little more purist me too. of a cinema thing. They're very Which much the great. art over I, the money. And that's if you want to be a starving artist, right? Yeah, if you want a very to, large, if you want to not starving be able artist. to make art that people see, yeah. <laughs> or if you want to not be able to pay your employee, like, right? They're, they're exactly. It's like, do you want people to see your art so you have I mean, to make Lika money? Has paid their employees, right? They <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's controversy. Yeah, they're not like Sausage Party. I'm just saying, like the eventual road, if by doing, you know. Yeah, like art's sake, will eventually it continue? you gotta let people go because right. you gotta yeah. do it yourself. Yeah, I'm and because of this one really not making any money, like, are they gonna keep getting funding? Well, they definitely well, can't. I mean, they the still they already have two that they're making, right. so because they're always ma- they wanted to start doing a yearly schedule. We'll see if that actually happens. Um, but they I already don't have know the if that's n- possible. Well, I mean, their studio apparently is huge because yeah. they're just always making stuff. Yeah. So and the next one's supposed to come out this fall. We'll see. They shoot in a cheaper place. Yeah, yeah. they're in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. It's possible. I mean, we'll we'll definitely see. I mean, I'll still keep going to see him, but... What are you looking at? Oh, just my microphone bumped. I'm not sure why. Oh, it is my foot. Oh, oh, okay. No, it's there still the ghost. It's the ghost. Still the ghost. Yeah. Disagreeing the ghost. with us. They yeah. hate Leica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, I think we should move on to the... Uh, how Chewie puts it, the bad ending. It's not, not bad. a bad Bad ending. guy what? ending. It's a I great mean, he ending. Did the bad same, guy ending. He did the same thing to his grandfather that his grandfather did to his dad. He'd stripped his grandfather of his soul, essentially. And, I mean, however much you don't like his grandfather, it's kind of like just desserts of, like, you did this to us and tortured us, now we get to do it to you. His grandfather was going to destroy the entire town. Yeah, I mean, I'm not defending defending his grandfather. His grandfather was a terrible person, but I don't don't know, I think it would have been... What is he? What's his so option? What, so what was the other yeah. option? To, to, to kill him. To sacrifice himself oh, and go to him. the stars? Put to kill his, his grandfather. Because now his grandfather's kind of like his prisoner. So then it is the same as doing what his grandfather did. To his yeah. dad. To everybody. Killed him. Uh, and that's... Well, no, because his grandfather didn't kill people. He changed them and made them forget who they are, which is exactly what Kubo right. does to his grandfather at the end of the movie. It's this really kind of genius <laughs> thing of like, well, Kubo did it, so it's okay, but... Is it? We're on Kubo's side. It's, well, no, it's when you do it to good people, it's bad. When you do it to evil yeah. people, it's good. I mean, that's a, that's a really poor argument. But I well, think, for, uh, but that's why so I like the end. There's so many things you could use like, that for that oh, it's bad. Well, here's 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 my here's my argument for it. For one, what were his choices? For two, um, when the grandfather did it, the grandfather hates humanity and. The reason he took away the memories of the father is to torture him because he had love and he had a family and he was happy and they were like, well, screw you. You're not going to remember any of that. Even when you're with them, you won't remember it. And that's specifically to mess with him. And when he does it to his grandfather, he does it not because like, oh, I want to take away all your happy memories of murdering people. I want to give you a new life i mean let so you start it's kind of the, the forgiveness track isn't it like i guess it, it's a chance for him to do it the way that it should be done like he but he didn't want to be like, forgiven but, but he because was, he was given because love so so, so yeah so he when, so when he takes that. away his memories makes him mortal and then the guy's like oh sorry i don't know who i am i forgot my story and then the old lady pops up and she's like i'll tell you and 
for a second, I think you're kind of supposed to wonder, like, what's she going to say? Like, is she going to say, hey, you're this evil dude who is terrible. Like, get out of here. No, they say, you're so great. You're so kind. You do all these good things. You give money to the poor. Like, you are a wonderful person in the hopes that he will now be this wonderful person if he believes that that is who he is. And I get that. But at the same time, since we never really get his POV, all we know is that he's the bad guy who attacked his dad. We don't know what his world is like. We don't know if he's happy in his world. Maybe he just really wants his grandson in his life. Like He just wants him to be a part of what he considers the heavens, as he refers to it all the time. He never... Yes, in the and he views all these but, things well, we as weaknesses, and well, he doesn't want them. Yeah, and now they just force it upon him. He doesn't him. want him to die. He wants good things in his point of view for his grandson. Right. Well, but also in the evidence that we get from the daughters, that they the viewpoint of the people who live in the heavens are that humanity is trash. True. So my best analogy for this that would explain my feelings and on that, it, and that Kubo, Kubo could come hang out with him in the heavens, but he doesn't want him to unless he is made into a star person. We don't know that for sure. Yes, we do. Well, he wants to be blind he to said humanity. He, he, like, we're he doesn't want to your eyes love or to come live with us in the stars because in that he can't. But then he can't get his eye back. So, and, but what? But what they're saying is that he can't come unless they do that because they don't want gross human nasties or he's to come not live in the able stars. to be there. So, I don't think that they're fucking magic. They can do whatever <laughs> they want. Like they can come fly around earth. Like they can't bring a human back with them. I'm pretty sure they can. I mean, in, in a lot of fairy tale sort of stuff, immortals can do things that mortals can't. But, okay. but I, 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 <laughs> I interpreted burst. this as they, that the, that the rules of the universe were that of course he could, but they don't like. They hate humanity, and they so he, they want to turn Kubo into a star god because they love their grandson. Him. They want to be part of their life. But then why can't he? I'm just, just come playing devil's the advocate. He is. They don't. They don't <laughs> yeah. love him the way he is. is okay. The thing. Okay. My analogy. Yes. Is this better be good? When America went, oh. we're going to save the Middle East. We're going to bring them democracy. And then we go in there, we topple all their governments, and we're like, here, this is better. And then they look at us like, what? Uh, that's not how we do. I mean, yeah, we don't want fascism and we don't want to be killed, but that's not how we live. We're, it's like the West saying, this is how it should be done. This is better. This is what everyone likes. And then they're left going, no, that's how I feel about the ending of this. Okay, well here's but here the here's the grandfather theory. seems to be fine with it. Well, because he has he can't remember anything. I know, and he's been stripped of all of his powers. I'm well aware. Everything that he was was taken away. I agree. I all agree. of his it's murderous a, despotism yeah, was taken away. This is, but this is why. But and that's only and yeah, for him it's a tragedy. For him, it's a complete utter tragedy. He's utterly defeated, and he's molded into the image that he hates. Yeah, yeah he's defeated and humiliated. So it'd be like if you had a war against cows. At the end of this, not only did you lose your war, now you're a cow. Now, oh, and <laughs> sure. I was going to say it's like well, taking a cow I mean, and be like, cow, you are now a chicken. No, would that make chicken. the cows the villains? Because well, I think my, that would probably story, be yeah. fair. <laughs> I mean, in, the, in my but, story, yeah. Like, I would deserve to be a cow. <laughs> If I've I mean, been we're murdering tra- cows and, yeah. my whole life, it's, then, it's yeah. great for everybody okay. else, but it's terrible for him. That's why I'm saying it's. But the argument is like, is that a bad thing? Yeah. He's been a dick his whole life, so okay. So now and you're not going to be a dick and enjoy the rest of your life. He basically gets to like live the easy life and be amongst people who love him unconditionally. Maybe, but and be with his grandson, who yeah. you who think he, he wanted to be wanted a part. To be yeah. With. yeah. Who and, he, so he gets to be and with not him. his daughters because he's going to be told that he loves, even <laughs> yeah. though he'll be like, "I don't really remember loving you." But <laughs> he, my, if you the, say so, at the end of all this, uh, uh, everything we said, the one thing that I think is the biggest takeaway, especially for Kubo and the Two Strings versus all the other Leica movies, we can actually talk about this ending. Every other, every yeah. Yeah, other, every other Leica, Leica is very clean cut. It's very cut and dry. Like, oh, that's how it worked out. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I also think that with this one, they really built up a mythology that isn't really explained which i think is okay i'm not complaining that, like they didn't like set up the yeah. rules of the universe yeah, i didn't need a nolan-esque um, like even in the beginning i was like when he was telling the story with the origami i was like wait is that what is that really happening right now is this yeah. like is he magic or is this like 
By the way, that story took all day. From beginning, (laughs) from dawn to dusk. That's a long story. That's that's why the old lady was like, so are you going to finish it this time? Because he never finishes the story. The whole town's watching the whole time. Nothing's happening in this town when he's telling the story. They would hate the fuck out of this kid. (laughs) (laughs) He tells great two-thirds of a story. He better not tell it every day. This better be like once a week or once a month. Their economy is garbage. They just stare at this kid telling a story and they don't do business. But So I think that's why we can't definitively say whether the act at the end is good or evil because we don't know we don't fully know the rules of the universe and the rules of what like what actually happened when he did that to his grandfather like could did he have did he even have the does he have the power to kill him or does he only have the power to defeat the magic and turn him mortal can you just imagine what the rest of the gods are thinking at that moment that this 11 year old boy can strip us of our beings and our memories yeah they better they better keep out like they're they're definitely getting attacked by some other gods those sisters better stay up there because the sisters sisters are dead dead. oh yeah that's right they're dead dead. (laughs) that's the one thing another one thing i've had many uh for this movie that i really like is that like i like that there's legit consequences which i mean like has been very good about from the beginning yeah but this one like the fact that both I of actually felt died. bad for the sisters like a little bit. I mean, the sisters even say that they were, they they they, they acted very mean, but they yeah they missed their sister. They yeah. they say it multiple times. You robbed us of her sister, which is kind of like and so we're gonna murder you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very extreme response, but <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. but again, like so from like sister Wizard of Oz to Wicked, like the different points of view and why these things happened. So they missed, they lost, but again, they lost their sister because she fell in love with the dude that they were supposed to murder. True. It's kind of like a Romeo and so Juliet like, how thing. how dare you? We were supposed to kill that dude. Yeah. And you Now we're going to kill you yeah. and your son. It's like being a, they being an American. Oh yeah, they weren't going to kill him. Fighting for the Americans and then yeah. falling in love with a Nazi. That's how it felt in their perspective. Like she just fell in love with Hitler. I don't know that I'm, we can really put. I'm doing like, total devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't. with Nazis. With Nazis, pretty sure Nazis that, that Ryan argued Nazis made everything better last week. I right? don't think we can equate Hanzo with Hitler as he did not exterminate an entire. Hey, society. we don't know. We don't know anything that he did beforehand. That is true. They were saying they said that uh, the neurological alone, we the, don't know the, the rules. Don't the know. Heaven, exactly. The heavens don't know. So Hanzo. And they said that Hanzo was becoming too po- powerful. Well, what was he doing that was making him so powerful? He was slaughtering he a was whole a- race. Yep. That's <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's why there's only Japanese people in this movie. The rest of the world is dead. Well, <laughs> he probably wasn't slaughtering a whole race, but if he was a really the guy good who unified samurai, China, then he probably was slaughtering a whole lot yeah, of people. The, the guy who unified China and made it what it is today actually slaughtered a whole bunch of people to make that happen. Well, that's, I mean, the history of Japan as well. Unified, yeah, the, eh? yep. During the samurai era, they were just <laughs> Killing everybody. Yeah. Genghis Khan, uh, one of the greatest people to ever like be a ruler, but he murdered the fuck out of everyone. So who knows? Uh, is there anything else <laughs> that we didn't hit on this thing that we need to? We didn't really talk about the um, monster designs. So I, I great. also want to just talk about the themes of like memories and stories as mm. no. as like <laughs> being your own humanity and how important that was in this movie. Well, this movie is very much about um, heroes to remember, legends never die. Yeah, it's it's very in there of these guys are creating their stories, and they even say like my story's ending. Your story's not ending. It's yeah. gonna live on forever with Kubo and him. It's a very good movie for like dealing with death. Yeah, like don't. I mean, you should be sad, but don't let it destroy you. Yeah, but I, I like the whole story aspect of it. Like I think it's a little heavy-handed at points, but I mean it's yeah. a heavy movie like, because a- like the very first line in the movie when he's like, "Don't blink, not even for a second. Um, oh God, that was gonna be my line. Whatever, I'll <laughs> pick a different one. And he says, "If you if you forget any part of this, even for a second, our our hero will, sh- will surely perish. Because it's like if you forget it, then that story is yeah. gone, yeah. and that person no more is story. gone." Yeah, no, I, I it's a really good through line throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it's there's something. Oh, the other thing we didn't mention that I really want to is the monster design. We mentioned very briefly the skeleton mm. and the eye things and. Uh, the eye things are amazing. Those amazing. sisters were terrifying. Yeah. The oh. sisters were horrifying. We didn't talk about them. You know, Rooney, Rooney Mara did the voice, and yeah. that's kind of what I was getting at. Rooney Mara did fantastic. No, she, she hit did herself in the voice perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Such a good oh, job. They yeah. were those scary. Things, yeah, absolutely. The sisters are why I have friends who have children who have not shown this movie yet. Yeah. Yep. That's, it's oh, yeah, too yeah. fucking scary. They're, they're very not, villainy. Not first. That is the reason why we didn't go see it And the they, they're just yeah. like floating with their toes dragging across the floor and it yeah. reminded me of in The Craft yeah, when the craft. Nancy's dragging her toe. Oh, oh, they're so scary witches. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like they're like a force to be reckoned with. Like yeah. They're scary fucking things. They're way scarier than the grandpa. Yeah, because the grandma's just a big worm. Yeah. No, that was yeah. scary too. The dragon. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I was, but I didn't. He kind of looked a lot a, like from uh, the first Avengers movie. A little bit, I could see yeah. it. But as like a thirty-year-old, the sisters made me go, "Ooh, those are creepy." Yeah. The big dragon thing, I'm like, that's scary for cool. Obviously, that's a villain. Yeah. 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 I, I'm yeah. just yeah. a sucker for. Uh, you think that's one person? Actually, it's two. Yeah. The reveal sort of thing. I'm always a sucker for that. Uh, I also like the reveal that they're wearing masks. Like yeah, when you got yeah, yeah. When you finally hits the face. one, yeah. and she's pissed about it too. She's yeah. like, "That's you are al- not supposed to see my that's face." That's also a, very Japanese. I'm an evil yes. goddess. Don't look at my face. Yeah, yeah. 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 The the design of the the design of all like the bad guys in this movie. I mean, and the good, like, the design of the movie is like yeah. flawless. Uh, but I, the big fucking underwater eye things were. Scary. Gorgeous and scary. Yeah. 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 And if you look up how big they are, they're huge. As are as is the skeleton. Yeah. The skeleton yeah. is gargantuan. That's the only one they show like in the post credits thing. That was and, awesome. And yeah, I mean, I love that they do that because I mean, you can tell it's a little bit of like we put so much work into this. Look at how hard yes, this was to please do. Please look at but, it. <laughs> we wanted to. They're not showing us something Understand we didn't care about. our yeah. blood and sweat. But they also like make have fun with it too because at the very end when they're showing you how it's made, the skeleton turns on the animator. Fun. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so funny. And they did the same thing with box trolls with the two yeah. of them talking yeah. about yeah. like who would waste their time animating this. <laughs> 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 they, just that. That must have taken days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, like the, my favorite thing about Leica for. Every single one of the movies is they have a wonderful sense of humor about mm-hmm. like everything. And even this movie and I even with like how heavy Paranorman gets at points, it's nothing compared to this. This is far and away their heaviest film for all of its three lines. It's a big thing about grief, mm-hmm. death, sacrifice, yeah. and all these really big heavy plot points, and it still makes me laugh. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I just yeah. that's one thing that I'll always love about Leica, as I've stated in past podcasts that yep. they don't dumb down anything for the kids like they no. trust that the kids can handle this and all they need you is to trust the kids as much as they trust the kids which is why i'll be very curious to see what their next one looks like because they've had two films in a row now where the kids couldn't hack it well, or at least the parents can, didn't think they can the kids hack them. it or the parents kind of like yeah well like what you said so beetle and monkey are... had an argument about it where monkey's like no no we're not doing this too dangerous and beetle's like um kubo seems to be able to handle himself yeah. like yeah. let him try let your kids get scared yeah there's nothing wrong with a child being scared. It's actually a very healthy emotion. Yeah. Go read Goosebumps. <laughs> or or other. That's books. the takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we're. I think we've done pretty much everything we can do on this episode with Kubo. I think it's time to hit up quotes, quotes, quotes. Uh, I'm gonna go first because I don't want anybody to take mine. Because uh, I, out of the whole movie, McConaughey does a great job. Even though I thought it was Stephen Colbert. Uh, (laughs) He's sitting there. He's like, I have a question. If your name is Monkey and mine is Beetle, why isn't he called Boy? (laughs) 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 My favorite quote is also from Beetle. Uh, But it's from when he's trying to prove his worthiness to come on the quest. And he pulls out his uh, bow and arrow and he starts shooting at the wall. And Monkey's like, oh, yeah, real impressive. You just shot an arrow into a wall. <laughs> and then he just does the boing, boing, boing of like the arrow into the arrow into the arrow. And he just goes, literally the first time I've ever done that. I guess I'll go with the beetle one, too. Uh, he said when he wakes when they wake up in the morning and he goes, I think I slept on something. Oh, sword uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sword puns were good. Uh, oh, there's so many great sword puns. Sword unfindable? Yeah. <laughs> sword it, unbreakable. May- it broke. Maybe it was just the handle. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Another good one. Uh still gotta find one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh what Mackenzie changed from the refrain of the movie. It, yeah. it hooked me in. It opened with this line uh in narration form and then it is the first words out of kubo's mouth uh when he goes to tell the story in the village he strums his uh guitar i'm gonna call it that because i've got the name already and (laughs) he says if you must blink do it now 
It's just a great way to open a story. It's a good yeah, delivery. He's such a performer. Yeah. 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 The and kid I just in this love is like, I listen to that really kid. Like, oh, you really got my means. attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I have to not blink while you're telling the story? Cause I didn't. The whole movie, my eyes were so dry. Uh. <laughs> yeah, if you had to do that while Kubo was telling the story, you'd Can be I get fucked some at the eye end, drops? Because then he didn't finish the story. Yeah. Oh, I can't blink <laughs> for years. <laughs> so the <laughs> the moment I thought was fairly funny is when they're, he's talking about trying to pick up the sword in the hand. He's like, don't worry. Stealth is my middle name. So like, you don't even have a first name. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. And it's he gave himself a middle name. Beetle. beetle Stealth. Uh, okay, so the ending for this, you got to do a review system. Movies with controversial endings. Nice and difficult for our last non-holiday <laughs> themed episode of 2016. Yep, I can go first. Uh, you guys ready for this? Yeah. Ready. No Country for Old Men. This is just like that movie. It's so much like this movie. Hmm. Uh, honestly, my main reason for it is we because... We did bring up cows. <laughs> the cows. Yep. No, that's it. Uh, it's it's a journey of characters, lots of sacrifice, lots of problems. Uh, people live that you were kind of hoping they would. People die you kind of hope they wouldn't. And at the end, the ending is kind of like, oh, shit. That's not how I expected it to go down. Kubo and the Two Strings. Same movie. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Okay. I'll go with... Uh, you know, one of my old standbys, Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's all about dads and sisters. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure the ending was controversial in the 80s as well. But it you know, got real controversial when they put in Hayden Christensen. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Throw I, you down the chute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a, a weird pick. Um, Arlington Road in that both had an okay. ending I did not expect. You're thinking like, okay, he's definitely going to kill his grandfather. It's going to be your classic tale. Oh, that took a turn. I did not expect that. I don't remember Legend Mode. <laughs> the I good remember guy Tim Robbins is completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. That's I'm going right. to see if I can get this one to work. All right. I got it. I got it. I think. Ready. Go. A serious Man. Okay. It is a movie that is very uh, like engrossed in its specific culture. Nice. Serious Man is very Jewish. And there's a lot of people that didn't go to it because they're like, that's, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know. What is it about? Well, it's about being Jewish and having a Jewish family. And in this one, it's being Japanese and having a very Japanese family and, you know, things you got to live up to. And it's got a very controversial ending in the way that you see the kid and you just hear that there's a tornado coming and the kid looks at the tornado and then you cut out. You're like, what happened? What happened after that? Was it happy? Did they get away? Like you have no idea. I like we have two Coen Brothers movies on this yeah. right now. It's, so it's just like, it. like you watch this whole movie and you have this like journey with this one character about what he's going to do and how he's going to try to be a happy person. And then the movie just cuts out and you're like, is that a happy ending? I have no idea. Uh, a serious man. No. <laughs> All right. Last but not least. All right. Um, so I'm going to go with Kingsman. That King Kingsman. There we go. <laughs> the Secret Service, because like Kubo, you're. I'm going with Chewie's version of the ending. Um, like Kubo, you're you're supporting him. You're like, oh, he's our hero. This is great. He's doing fine. And then at the end, you're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> or at least I am. <laughs> Why? Because he murdered everybody. <laughs> no, because it got really misogynist at the end. Oh, that's there's true. That I too, yeah. Did not like that. Uh, that is the weakest part for of the that. Movie. At all. You're talking about the butthole scene? The butt sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird turn in that movie. Uh, you take that out of that movie and it's a great movie. Even, okay, even the joke, like the first part of the joke, I thought was kind of funny. But then when they went through with it, I was like, that's not funny. Now, now it's not a joke. Now it's just creepy and Now gross. it's just a dude going, <laughs> yeah, do her in the butt. So, <laughs> to bring this episode to a close... Uh, coming up next week, we have, fuck, what is next week? Too soon? Nope. Uh, it's that one that I didn't see yet. The night before. The night before is next week. Yeah, because I want Christmas, want to come on Christmas. So next week is the night before, the Seth Rogen comedy, and it should be a lot of fun. And the week after that, uh, Mackenzie's actually going to help us out with this. We're going to do our secret Santa thing, which... That's the best way to describe it is secret Santa, secret Santa thing. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you were gonna say secret Thanos. I'm like, what the hell? Secret <laughs> Thanos thing. 
La la la, no spoilers. <laughs> uh, which is, if you weren't paying attention last week or you weren't listening to our battle episode, uh, around the table we are going to pull names and we are going to secretly pick a movie for someone else to watch. Uh, Mackenzie's going to help us out and tell the person what they're watching so that I don't have all the movies spoiled for me, which is usually how this goes down or how this would go down, and I don't want that to happen this time. So thank you to Mackenzie for helping us out with that episode coming up. She says, You're welcome. I'm welcome. <laughs> We're welcome. We are all welcome. Uh, okay, so again, quick round of plugs. Uh, check out Angel City Pit online. Uh, check, us, uh, check us out online at hthpod.com. And that's the only plug I'm going to say because uh, our website's great and everyone should go to it. And Woo-hoo. once you do, please uh, follow our link to our iTunes. Yes. Subscribe and rate us. There is also that. I wasn't going to say that because I'm so excited about the website. That's the only thing I care about right now. Cool. Uh, I got you. Yep. All right. So thank you again for everybody for coming out. You're welcome. And bye. 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 bye.